Anne. I'm Missy. Welcome to Book Booze Friends. We're two chicks drink booze and talk book boyfriends. Welcome back to our next episode, which if you are with us and you listened to the one before this, you know that we are reading the trilogy The Raven's Hood by Kate Stewart. And this is for book two, Exodus. Welcome back, guys. So before we get into the down and dirty meat of this book, what are we drinking today? We are drinking wine and another Jack and Coke. Why is that? Well, because they're part of the book, my friend. You know, plus we don't have any Bombay. Yeah, like, I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to. We, did, we didn't have an alcohol that we needed to be able to make a drink for one of the main characters. Yeah. Because we did not plan ahead well. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It is what it is. Yeah. Life's well, a I mean, stressful but, right now. Well, not only that, though, but we don't actually find out what brand of gin they drink until the third freaking book. So, you know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, we all know I'm a gin drinker, and so I have, like, all kinds of gin at home. Just not Bombay. Not bomb- oh, actually, I do have some Bombay at home. Missy. What? Sorry. But it's an open bottle, and I didn't feel comfortable driving it here. The truth comes out, y'all. The truth comes out. <laughs> hey, you know, I do not need a DUI. There's open container laws in Germany as long as you're not drinking. Dude, I wasn't telling everyone we lived in Germany. Well, too late. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> We're fine. It's cool. You know, it's now like. Now we are down where we live. Yeah. So basically, um, yeah. So what kind of wine are you drinking? I'm actually drinking Labrusco. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Look, it was either that or like a white wine that I really don't like or a Dornfelder that's a little too tart for me. So Labrusco it is. Well, you could have done like a sprudel, I like debated. a wine sola. I, deba- I debated, but I didn't want to get out the fizzy water. Uh, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I, was, I was not filling the fizzy water today. I'm with you. So, okay. Okay, back to the book. We're reading <laughs> so, Exodus. This is Ladies and germs. This is us in a nutshell. Oh, shit, okay. right. So, Exodus. <laughs> like I said, again, thank you also, Courtney, because, you know, she recommended this. I promise we're not done. No, we are not. Um, this is just us in a nutshell. Yeah. If you're going to get the full thing, just wait till book three. Yeah. We're recording this all on the same day. Yeah. Um, so, again, thank you, Courtney. She's the person that suggested we read um, this particular trilogy. And discuss it. So, here we are. So, Exodus, book two in the Ravenswood trilogy. So, initially, this was only a duet. Yes. I think that's important to mention here. Yes. I'm sorry, I just looked at my cat and she was like, <laughs> Olivia is our little uh, mascot. She's our little mascot when she decides to join us, and today she has decided to join us. Anyway, okay, so this was originally a duet. It was only Flock and Exodus, and <sighs> look, y'all, we're struggle blessing right now. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you what I just read. Missy showed me something. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that later. Okay, so Exodus, let's talk about the book, you know? Let's Let's do this. Okay, let's go. And Olivia still is just laying there like when she was weird. Yep. Okay, so. Which she knew. Book picks up literally right where the first one left. Yes. Bleeds off. Um, yeah. So we're still in the past. We are not in the present yet. The present will come about halfway through the book. And it picks up with the Frenchman. You're the Frenchman. She realizes that he's the one that they were warning her away from. Yeah, trying to hide her. From him. And um, essentially, they're enemies. At yes. At this point, they're yes. enemies. 
Because um, she's still in love with Sean and Dominique. And so, and I don't want to give all the little nuances away because yeah, please don't. I think you just need to read the book. Yeah. But ultimately what happens is he's pissed at her because she has infiltrated his people without him realizing it. And he's attracted to her. Yes. Like, deeply yes. attracted to her. Um, so, a little bit of a spoiler, because this doesn't come out until much later. Um, he saw her first. Yes. Like, what, seven years or so ago? When she was like, nine. Oh, so it was even longer. So, like, when, nine. Yeah. Nine so, years ten years. Ten years. Oh, yeah, because she's 19. Well, yeah. almost 19. Yeah. So, so he yeah. saw her when she was nine, visiting her dad. And that was when he realized... Because I think up to that point, he assumed, I'm trying to remember now. Like, Well, no. So, basically, he go he, so, the Frenchman is away at college. And so, he goes back to the town to visit his stepbrother, yeah. no, not his stepbrother, his brother and his aunt who's taking care of him. And he, he always knows that Dominique's at the library. So, he goes to the library. He sees um, Cecilia's dad, who is the plant owner with Cecilia as a little girl and he's sitting there watching her and he watches her steal a book from the library. And realizes that she's not who he thought she was. Yeah, because so like, he assumed that her and her mom by yeah. proxy were kind of the same as the dad. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of showed him not so at that point he was like off limits like yeah. They, she has nothing to do with yeah. this. Everything we do is geared towards her him. dad. Yeah. Not and I think her. kind of at that point, he already fell a little bit in love. Like, it's, it's a little bit of saying that. I don't know if it's love. I think it's a little bit intrigue. of intrigue. Like, there's yeah. like he already... Interest. That, like, interest is sparking. Yeah. That um, she's a rebel. That she's... Exactly. Yeah. And so, like I said, this comes out much later. So, but knowing that, he's, like, super attracted. Oh, my God. Because he, like, shows up. He hasn't seen her in nine years. Much. Yeah. And then there she is. Literally, he's like you know, topless. She's, she's in my backyard, like because yeah, the blaring this music. Were, the clearing that they were at before was his spot. Yeah. And so, like all this stuff again, more will come out in book three. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about it just yet. But um, stop. It's his clearing. He comes and finds her. She's topless, and he's like, "Holy shit, she's grown up." Essentially, right. like that. That's ultimately what happens. So right. he's super attracted to her. Super pissed about what she's done. And so his idea is, I'm going to punish her, and I'm going to punish them. So what we don't realize at that point is he has sent Sean and Dominic away. Yes. They're in France to learn whatever it is that he wants them to learn. And he stays behind and stays with her. And ultimately what happens is, I mean, they're enemies to lovers, for lack of a better way to put it. Yes. They're at each other's throats, and then they start fucking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty, I mean, like, that's pretty really, much. Like, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, like, pretty much. Like, that's what it is at the start. It's yeah. straight up like there is no love between them. No. It's just two people coming together. Yeah. She basically, the whole entire time of being a book is saying, you know, where's Sean? Where's Dominique? I'm in love with them. These are my people. You know, bring them back to me. Why did they leave me? I need to talk to them. And he's basically saying, no, little girl. Uh-uh. No. You know, my whole goal is to punish you for you being a part of this. When you shouldn't be. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was thinking, you know, I did everything I could for 10 years to it. keep you out of it. And, and you by are. you. Showing up in my town. Exactly. 
being with these two people who you shouldn't have been with in the first place, them hiding you from me. It's completely screwed everything. You know, yeah. And so, like, yeah. They get together. And so, I'm going to just be honest. This book kind of, I mean, it has two parts. And two parts relate to each other, but they're two very different stories. Mm -hmm. So, in the first part, Tobias and her hate fucking, essentially. And slowly, she starts to realize, because Sean and Dominic haven't reached out, she thinks that they've moved on, they didn't love her. They abandoned her. Her feelings essentially die. Right. Um, she starts to feel for Tobias. Right. And then it all comes to a head at the end of part one when Sean and Dominic show up, and she realizes they actually did love her, they were gone because of him, and she's just kind of torn in this impossibility of like, I don't know what to think, who to trust, what's happened. Sean and Dominic are understandably upset. Tobias is also upset right. because it's kind of at that point that we realize she loves him. He loves her, even though neither of them wants to admit it to each other. Correct. And everything comes to a head. People break into the house that night. And this is kind of, I think, the scene that makes everybody say it's super heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Dominic ends up dying. Did you have to tell everybody? Yes. Oh. So I just got goosebumps. That's the end of part one. Like literally, like goosebumps. he dies. Tobias sends her away because it's not safe. Part one ends. Part two starts. Part two is now. Correct. And now is she's twenty six. Mm-hmm. She's much more worldly. She's got her inheritance. Yeah. Um, she graduated college. She's engaged. Yes, her dad has since passed, and so she now owns the company mm-hmm. in this little town. And so she comes back to finalize the sell. To finally sell it. She's finally made the decision. Yeah. And then who she sells it to is Tobias. Is Tobias. Where the name comes in for the book, actually. Exactly. She's there getting ready to sign the papers. And as she's looking, she knows it's a corporation. She doesn't know who the corporation is, but she notices what it's called. Yep. And it's called Exodus. And I think there was also like the logo or whatever. Yes. And the logo told her that it was Tobias. And she, at that point, was like, I won't sign anything else until he shows up. Yep. And then and she gives him ultimatums and so to finalize the sale. Ultimately, what happens, she does sell it to him. But she's like, this is how it's going to work. And this is why I say that part two is almost like kind of a separate, different book. Because the Tobias and Cecilia you see at the start in part one are not the Tobias and Cecilia that we see in part two. Because obviously, they're older. They've both changed in the years that they've been apart. And she has left her fiance because she realizes she can't continue with that life. But Tobias is with somebody that she knows. Not that she was close to her. No, she just met her at the party in the first book. She She was and that's devastating for her because this is like the second time in her life she's had to give up something. Yeah. And it's not gone the way that it was Correct. supposed to. Because the um, girl he's with grew up in the Ravenhood mm-hmm. um, lifestyle. Yep. You know, she's part of it. Um, and, yeah. And so here's Cecilia coming in again, the outsider, you know. And she realizes that she might have made a mistake. Yeah. Um, but we want to mention, too, Sean is mentioned. He's really not important in the second half of the book. Because he's married. Well, yeah, he's married, but he's important to an well, extent. He's because... important to like the other stuff happening, but it's yeah. just a romance. Yeah, like, the romance is done at this point. Yeah. So um, at this point in book part two of Exodus, it's all about Tobias and Cecilia. Yeah. So in part one, 
It was kind of the three of them, like a, like a weird... It was love, like, a, like a love rectangle. Right. Well, um, not even a rectangle. It's like a square. Because she's still in love with Dominic and Sean. And she loves Tobias. But yet she has feelings for Tobias and they like fuck like squirrels and like rabbits and all squirrels. that kind of stuff. I think I prefer the squirrels. Right. You know, it's hate sex. That eventually morphs into something else. Yeah. Even though at that point you just don't like it. Yeah. So. You know, and then they have to make that decision that that was even was even crazy because Dominic, not Dominic. Tobias made it for her yeah. without her even knowing what was happening. Yeah, so I mean, like, and all this stuff, like, comes out as part two progresses, and even into part three. Right. Um, Not part three, but um, book, book three. And so she kind of has this realization after she gets, like, fall down drunk that it, it's not that it wasn't for nothing, but it kind of was because yes. she's like, what is it about me? That makes it so they won't stay or they won't choose me. They don't pick me. They like right. I'm not good enough, important right. enough. Because going back to her dad, that's that's the question she asked herself in book one. Why is it that suddenly I wasn't important enough to him? That you know why can't he love me? And then we kind of realized towards the end of part one, he does love her in his way. It's just not the way that she wanted it to be. She doesn't quite realize that at that point. Well, I mean, I think... Because not everything's come out. Well, I think... I think people have this idea when they're growing up... Of how it should be. How it should be. Mm -hmm. Right? And in this particular instance, her dad did not meet that ideal. You know? She doesn't realize what he did do because he loved her. He was very stern and very standoffish. he loved her mom. To where, um, so her dad made the ultimate sacrifice because he knew he had enemies. Mm -hmm. So he actually loved her mom and her so much that he was willing to sacrifice them being with him for them to be safe. The greater good. Exactly. You know, but as a little kid, you don't know that. All she saw was her dad was mean and he left her and. She was never good enough. Exactly. So that rolls over. And that's one reason why with, like, Dominic and Sean, I think she has such an issue with the fact that they just disappear. Exactly. One, they threw her aside like she was trash. But then two, they disappear, and she has no idea what's happening. Yeah. And so that's the second time she goes, why am I not good enough? And then everything with Tobias comes to it. She realizes he's moved on. He has this life. He has this woman. And he fits perfectly in his world. And she's just her. Yeah, and she's thrown again for the third time with the trash. You know, it's like, yes, she has this amazing fiance. Yes, she has this amazing best friend who's happily married now, has kids. She also has her lawyer friend who is also an ex who's still in love with her. He will do, he drops everything at a moment's notice to do anything she needs. You know, but yet to her, because of her dad, because of Sean and Dominic, because of Tobias, she's worthless. She has no idea that she's she, worth more than she's, she thinks she exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like there's like something in there kind of almost about like, you know, you don't need no man to define you. But <laughs> like but I mean it's true. But, but with her, I can see because of her history. Yeah. Why that's that's really you know? difficult for her. So pretty much what happens is she realizes that she chose wrong. 
again. And he's not going to pick her. They have hate sex, like legitimate hate sex. He treats her like shit. And, I mean, that's the part where I guess you could talk about it could be construed as cheating. But not really. Technically, it was cheating. Yeah. So, like, it is, but it isn't because he did have but permission. But he had permission. He had permission. Um, he had permission to cheat. But I didn't really view it that way, so it's whatever. Um, and seeing you're the one who has that, like, I know, hookup. Like, I, have and that, I, know. I have that hookup, and yeah. I was like, I, I don't see it that way. Because, like, when we were, when we picked this book, because I'd already read him, and Marianne hadn't read him before, so I'm actually texting him, like, hey, are you okay? You know? Is it okay with him cheating? She's like, he didn't cheat. I'm yeah. like, okay. Like, I, for me, like, the line <laughs> wasn't crossed. But that's, like, a completely different, I think, episode conversation. So that happens. And, you know, at that point, she just realizes, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck them. I'm done. I'm just, I'm going to leave. Like, if they don't want me here. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to finally move on. And she does. She leaves. Like, she, the all those Conditions she put on bias buying the company. She's like, fuck it, whatever. I'm done. And she disappears, essentially. But. Dun, 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 dun. But Tobias realizes that. He fucked up. He fucked up huge. And he starts to take pains to extricate himself in a lot of different ways. Not from everything, but enough that he can find her. And they can finally be together. And so the end of the book is, again, him finding her in her new life. Yeah. And then kind of coming together in that reunion. Correct. Um, okay. So now that we have the basics of the synopsis, like, there's so much that we left out of that. But honestly, y'all, you really just have to read it to kind of get the full effect of what happens in the story and how it's shaping what happens in part two. Right. Um, so Tobias. I think the real, well, hold on. I think the really cool thing about this series is that after you read one, you can immediately go into two mm-hmm. and it ties things up. Yeah, you're not waiting Do you know for what ages I mean? or five yeah. more books. To where it basically, you know, you see exactly what happens it's very well done to where you feel comfortable with what happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, Does that not, make sense? Yeah, because, you know, there's that whole thing in romance where you never show the hero or the heroine with someone else. Right. And this one you completely just, tears that But it's and done away. in such a way that... You root natural, for all of them. Yeah, I said the natural progression of all the relationships makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they work, so you, right. don't, you don't get as upset about it. Right. Um, okay. So, so to Tobias... Tobias is hot. A Frenchman. He's very damn. Well, so he's older. Yes, he is older. Quite, quite a lot, actually. Like, well, I mean, he's only so. In, he's like what, eleven years older than her? Twelve years? Or yeah. Long. So in this book, um, she's twenty to twenty-six, mm-hmm. and he's thirty-one to thirty-six. So yeah, so that's so, so about ten years. Um. And so the crazy thing is, we keep talking about the Ravenhood. Mm-hmm. What we haven't said, and this is a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear it, cover your ears, turn it off. He basically created it when he was 15. Because of what happens. Yeah. Or what happened to them when they were younger. Exactly. That deals with her dad. 
Exactly. So basically, um, he, the aunt who raised him, his parents, and some of the workers and town people, they used to have meetings at his at their house all the time, talking about how we would, I guess, can equate it to unions. Mm-hmm. How you know this isn't the factory's not ran right. You know stuff is happening. The people. The townspeople are being um, exploited and all that kind of stuff, right? So he was hearing this stuff being because his parents are gone. His parents were killed in an accident that no one took um, accountability for. And so, of course, they blamed Cecilia's dad. Rightly so. Rightly so. And then, so at 15, Tobias basically starts holding the meetings and starts putting his ideas and that builds the Raven hood. Mm-hmm. The birth of it. Yes. First iteration. Exactly. And so basically his ultimate goal is to destroy people who. People uh, and corporations. Exactly. Oppress the little people, so I guess. So one thing that you do pick from this, I think it's in a blurb or people were talking about, it's like a Robin Hood. Yes, 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 because, yes. Like, they're stealing from the rich to give to the poor, but they're not really, I mean, they are stealing, but like it's, they're trying to take these rich people down so the poor people have to Yeah, they're trying to make um, rights from wrongs. Exactly. You know. Um, and the main one that they're concentrating on is the one that revolves around Cecilia's dad. Exactly. And so, to me, Tobias is amazing. Absolutely amazing. He definitely ranks up there for me as well. I mean... Yeah, he's an asshole. One hundred percent, he's Jesus. an he was, asshole. Like I was with Cecilia the first part where I was like, fucking right? Fucking I mean, he's one hundred percent total alpha. You know, one hundred percent an asshole. But like in part two, when they're at the board meetings, right? And then she's basically saying, you know, you have to come into work, you have to be here, and she's giving him all these. Um, Restrictions, I guess, not restrictions, but amendments to the contract to sell the company, right? Because in essence, when they sell the company, the way he structures it, it goes to the workers, Mm -hmm. right, in the town. And so basically, you know, a side job that she has is going after other corporations and these bad guys. Pretty much the same thing that he does, just in a different way. Exactly. And so, he so basically her and her best friend well her ex-lover um lawyer friend right who is actually ryan um they take down this person so they're celebrating and tobias is in an office right across the hall and he hears everything that's going on so ryan makes a comment saying hey let's go find your um expensive um wine that you like to drink so to go celebrate and this is Perfect Tobias, I think. Mm-hmm. He goes and he hears everything that's happening. He hears what happens. He's like, you know what you just did, right? She's like, I don't care. You know, you guys treat me like shit. I don't care anymore. He goes into his desk. He gets that wine because, of course, he has a bottle of it. Of and he gives it to her to go celebrate. Yep. And then he walks out. You know what I'm saying? So to be Tobias... He strengthened, he built, he... He grows on you. He does grow on you, but I'm trying to say he, like, 
strengths. Strengthen. Strengthens? Yes. I can't speak today. He basically makes her better. I mean, so much more than what Dominic and Sean did. He makes yeah. her so much Like, they started better. it, but he ultimately made the biggest difference, I guess. Right. Yeah. And so, to me, when you're reading the book, especially when you're reading the first part, and, of course, they send her away again, right? Because they fear what's happening, but they knock her ass out and to protect her without her even really making that decision to be part of the Ravenhood, they make her a part of the Ravenhood. He brands her. He brands her because one of the things about being a part of the Ravenhood, like until you're actually able to make that decision, if you're protected, they give you a necklace of a raven. Mm-hmm. Once you make that decision, you are actually branded by a tattoo of a raven. So they actually kidnap her because Tobias gives her up. They knock her out. They tattoo her. And then they send her on well, her it's way. It's not like a tiny tattoo. Like most it's fucking like, huge. Like they usually get like a really tiny one. Like hers like covers. From sure shoulder her, to shoulder. Like most of her back. Shoulder to shoulder, huge. you know, um, and so to which me, I think just proves I'm just branded so big or go home, right? But what about you? Think what do you think about Tobias? I also agree. Like he's he's at like almost the epitome of tall, dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm. With the whole alpha, with an accent, exactly. Like he's French. Yes, he is. Doesn't like French. <laughs> I mean, we all know I love a British accent, but French accent is pretty good too. And um. I mean, like, I definitely, I agree. Like, he makes her better. And while, so it's like in some ways, like, what happens in the end of part one and how he treats her in part two is really difficult to stomach. And it's really hard, I think, when you're in it to see, like, well, how the hell did they end up together? Um, Right. It's not like at the end of book one where Sean and Dominic just screwed her over. No. Not at all. Like, for him, he literally, as it comes out, you realize, I mean, he's never stopped loving her, I guess you could say. And everything he's done has been for her. Correct. Um. So, yeah, like, I think he is a good book boyfriend. And because of that, I, I rate him, honestly, like a 9 or a 10. Oh, yeah. I can definitely I mean, see easily, that. Easily. Easily. Like, easily. There is no way that I would rate him any lower. Even with what he did at the end of part one, mm-hmm. you know, to ultimately save her, you know, I mean, you can't not give him mad props. Oh, yeah. Mad props. He had so much shit going on, which we'll talk about more in book three. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, but with everything that starts to be revealed, you realize, I mean, things are never what they seem. Yeah. Especially now with him. I mean, and so, like, in book two... When the when Dominic and Sean finally show up, right? We got to talk about it. When Dominic and Sean finally show up to the house and they see her and Tobias together, you know, she basically loses her shit mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, so you're nothing but like pussy. You're whore. You know, they're treating her like shit because they're hurt because here they were over in France doing what Tobias told them to do. 
and she's been sleeping and with she's, the enemy. Yeah. And so they're basically treating her like shit, thinking that she didn't. Um, she played them. Actually. Yeah. When that wasn't the case. You know what I'm saying? And then that same night. That's when everything. When everything um, goes to shit in a handbasket because somebody within the Ravenhood actually turns on him mm-hmm. and comes into the house. And because she's so worried that Dominique is going to kill her. She makes him throw his gun he away. He makes him throw his gun away. She doesn't know that the rest of the Ravenhood is outside trying to take care of business and in the house. It, she just thinks it's her and Dominique. And this other chapter comes in to basically kill everybody. Eradicate. Eradicate the whole entire leadership of the hood. And they wanted to go in a different direction. Exactly. And so what ends up happening is Dominique's Dominique gets shot because he's protecting her, right? And dies in her arms, basically. So I'm not going to lie. When that happened, I actually was like, well, maybe it's, this was before we really knew that device was 100%. Like, at that point, I had a pretty good idea. But, like, we didn't. But you still didn't know for sure. You still didn't know because, you know, Sean and Dominique had come back. Yeah, you Um, still didn't know for sure that. So, like, there was a part of me that was like. She's going to go back. Well, no, did, did he actually die? I know, right? Like, I, I kept waiting, like, did he actually die? But then when she finally goes to his grave, I was like, okay, so obviously that that storyline did not take place. But it would have been a really interesting twist because, I mean, you can't help in a book like this to think mm-hmm. when a major player is killed that somehow, oh, they're saved. Right. Or this was all a part of right. the plan to right. make you think that, you know, and all that stuff. So I kept kind of waiting for that shoe to drop right. until she went to his grave. And it was like, well, obviously. Oh, and I think it is important. I, I feel like we mentioned it, but just in case we didn't, Dominic and Tobias are brothers. Oh, we did not mention it. Yes, um, so they are. So they're blood brothers. And blood so that's brothers. Also, why when Sean and Dominic come back and they see her with Tobias, it's especially difficult because they're related. Yeah. And so just family dynamics, relationship dynamics, right. and all that stuff. Right. Well, not only that though, but I mean, did you cry? Yeah, with Dominic. I mean, there's no way I could. Right. I mean, when that moment happened, whether it was the first time I read it or the second time I read it, even though I knew it was happening, you couldn't help it. I still cried because I'm just like, this is just gut-wrenching. Absolutely heartbreaking. Especially when he's like, I, ne- I knew I'd never make it to 30. Like, right. Fine. Like, he, accept- he accepted it years he ago. He knew. Like, years ago, he knew something like this would happen. And so it's like. But here's another point in Tobias's still because, one. He did everything he could to protect his brother. You know what I'm For saying? Years. For years. For years. And then when that happened, him seeing his brother dying to protect Cecilia, and then he knew he had to get rid of everybody. He knew he had to get rid of everybody or else they're all just going to um, be gone. Yep. And so he basically just became this machine-ish well machine basically which is what he still is when they meet all those years later exactly exactly and so that just proves another point that he is 100 percent a 10 oh yeah 100 percent. he's a carter okay so i'm a weirdo what did we love i thought we've already kind of hit this honestly i think so too i mean just talking about in general like 
Tobias's yeah. characterization. Right. And again, how the relationships are all kind of presented, as shitty as it is to read it. Yeah. And how it all kind of falls out and all that stuff. I mean... I think, to me, for this particular um, second book was... You know, a continuation of the first. Mm-hmm. Very well written. The characters are amazing. The storyline is amazing. Completely engrossed in it. Um, you know, other... I liked every aspect of that book except for one. Probably. Well. Which part? Dominique. Oh, yeah. I mean, given. <laughs> you know, but again, that's... A very good author bringing you into the storyline yeah, to where you know same thing as with flock in the garage scene you yeah. know um i think it made me love the book even more because you are so drawn into it yeah right um i do think the book ended very well mm-hmm. but that's something we'll talk about in the next yeah. episode um you know what about you did he love? Did he hate? Did he maybe something terrible about this book? So, I mean, obviously, like you said, the Dominic part, just because, I mean, he likes to read about a main character dying. Um, Game really, of Thrones all over again. Game of Thrones, they kind of expect it. Cause... Well, you didn't expect um, Ned Stark to die at first. I mean, that's true. Um, that one was a little bit shocking. Right? Um, you don't expect him to die, but okay. But I, I also think, like, the scene where they come together in part two, the hate sex. Um, again, foyer. I understand it, but it was also really difficult because here she is. I mean, she's wearing her emotions by that point. Like, I mean, she, oh, yeah. she's realized that she's being tossed over again. Exactly. And so she's already pretty much made the decision that, you know, I'm done. I'm leaving whatever. They don't want me. Right. I'm not going to be here. Right. Um, and he is denying his feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have that scene in the foyer, and it's really difficult because, I mean, he treats her like a whore. Well, yeah. And, like, that gets explained a little bit in book three, I think. I don't know if it's explained adequately, but whatever. Um, that's a discussion for book three. Uh, and you'll understand why I think that when we get to book three. But, like, that's just a really difficult scene in general because she's wearing her heart on her sleeve, and here's this guy that she's in love with, and you know that he's in love with her tell that he's still in love with her oh yeah and Most he's definitely. just being a fucking jackass right and kind of like with the whole dominic thing like it's a mark i think of a good story that you know you're feeling that and all of that stuff so i mean i understand the purpose of the scene that doesn't mean that i enjoy oh my gosh oh my gosh i just thought of something really quite colin the fiance her fiance right so when he comes to triple falls to see her to try and win have, her back. yeah, to win her back, and Tobias shows up, right? And basically, that whole dynamic between the three of them, when she's basically, I mean, she does have feelings for Colin, she does, but it's not the right ones. But it's not the right ones. It's not the ones that she ever felt for Sean, Dominic, or and especially Tobias, right? And then how Tobias treats Sean, not Sean. I mean, excuse me, Colin, right? And then when Colin tries to, like, bow up, right, and then swings at Tobias, and Tobias just like, bitch, please, please. right? Bitch, please, I got this, you know, to where 
Yeah, that was actually pretty brilliant, by the way. Just saying. Just saying. That's pretty brilliant. Okay, so with all of this, do we recommend it? No, hell no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes, I would actually recommend this to anybody. But I would not recommend this to somebody who is starting out with their very first romance read. I didn't know this was... Yeah. I mean, it's not super dark, but no. I mean, there, there are dark aspects of it that I think you, you definitely, like, I yeah. mean, let's take me, for example. Like, I, before I read this, was in a little bit of a book rut. And seeing people... And that's the freaking truth. And seeing people talk about it before, people are like, oh, you know, it's a hangover, it's really difficult. I will say I didn't finish the book thinking, oh my God, like, what a hangover. Like, I didn't have that feeling from mm-hmm. it. But knowing that people were saying that, like, I made the personal decision, I held off on reading it probably for longer than I should have, yeah. um, simply because I didn't want to go in with any sort of bias because I was struggling to find a book that held my attention. Right. Um, and so, like, so you need to be in that right mindset to read this. You have to be ready. Yeah. For lack of a better way yeah. to put it. My thing is, is, like, exactly what you just said, right? You have to be in the mindset to read this because if you're not in that right mindset, you're not going to be able to finish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I don't think somebody who is brand new to the genre, and to me, this isn't really a dark. It has elements. It does. It does have elements of a dark, but it's not on, it's say. Very, it's very contemporary. Yeah. It's not untouchable no. dark. You know what I'm saying? It's not that type of bully or even Penelope Douglas bully. It's mm-hmm. not that. You know, um, but I do think that you have to, it's not for a novice into the romance genre. I agree. You know, I would highly recommend it to somebody who has read many romance novels or even um, fiction books, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, you know, like whether they're contemporary or mystery or thrillers. Um you know, but not somebody who's just trying to find an easy read. Starting out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think they would enjoy it whatsoever. I would agree with that. But I do agree with what you're saying about the whole book hangover thing. I didn't really have like, a hangover. Like, it was good. And it I, was I good. definitely got upset because of Dominic. But as far as, like, at the end being like, oh, my God, I don't know what to read. Right. I, I didn't have that issue. Yeah, I didn't either. And I think that when I finished... So, here we're going to differ, right? Well, no, it's not because of that. It's because of something totally different. So, when I first read it, was in, I read both Clock and Exodus in September 2020, mm-hmm. when it was originally a just duet. a duet, right? So, to me, when I finished Exodus, I was okay. I think it tied everything up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was a good ending. It was a great series. You know, and then when we found out that There's she was book. doing a third book, I'm like, okay, well, okay. that's okay. I'm excited. But I think if she... If she hadn't continued it, it would have been fine. I would have been fine with it, too. I exactly. That's how I You know what I'm saying? Um, but whereas when you read him, already you already knew it was a trilogy. Yeah, I knew it was a trilogy, so like I kind of went with a different lens because yeah. I knew there was a third book. Right. So, yeah. So, because Sean and Dominic doesn't matter what's your tobias is he still a 10 for you mm-hmm. at the end of this book 100 percent. yep okay i was asking yep. want to make sure i mean shit okay you so know, that's what we gotta do in this um podcast we be real 
obviously oh my we God. have one Did more. I just say that? <laughs> obviously we have one more book to discuss. It's yes. called The Finish Line. Yes. And it is the third book, the surprise out of nowhere um book that Kate Stewart released. A happy surprise. You know, like I mean, a it wasn't happy a surprise. Um so yeah, we'll be discussing that next time. Right. So once more, thanks to Courtney for suggesting the series. We are thoroughly enjoying talking about it. Yes. And if any of you out there have any suggestions for us, please don't hesitate to contact us either through email or website, which is bookboysbookboozefriends at gmail.com. Um, please give us a shout out. We'd um, be happy to read what you guys think we should read and talk, you know, stuff like that. We will catch y'all later. Laters.